Hey, welcome to the Street Shots Photography Podcast. This is Antonio, and welcome to episode, what am I, 125 for sometime around the middle of August 2020. I'm not keeping time, keeping track of the dates much anymore because I'm not being very regular anymore. Anyway, I uh, hope you uh, all are doing okay and uh, surviving the summer, and uh, I'm just going to get right into it. This is uh, what I'm going to be now calling dispatches from Greenwood since I've done them so many times before. Just, uh, you know, I get a chance to walk around in the local uh, uh, landmark cemetery, Greenwood Cemetery in Brooklyn. And, uh, you know, I brought my microphone with me and decided to talk to you guys from there. And, uh, yeah, so I decided to call these dispatches from Greenwood. And this is dispatches from Greenwood number seven. I have no idea if I've done six previous ones i'm going to start numbering them from now on so i figured why not choose number seven so this is dispatches from greenwood number seven i hope you enjoy and uh yeah uh here i am walking around in greenwood Well, hello again, and uh, this is another dispatch from Greenwood Cemetery as uh, we're in, we're still a little bit in lockdown, (laughs) personally, uh, staying at home a lot, working from home, obviously, uh, but getting a chance to go out and to take a walk around, do some exercise and take a walk around Greenwood Cemetery, which, you know, I've done many times. Uh, today is a Saturday. It's pretty empty here. This is the, the weekend after uh, the tropical storm hit. The tropical storm, which is unpronounceable by me. <laughs> I think I can't try it. And uh, actually walking around Greenwood and seeing uh, some of the trees that I've photographed have been uh, uprooted from the storm. Uh, it's a little sad to see that. There's a couple of really big ones that were taken down, but uh, I did find one that I know I photographed uh, for my my project on trees in Greenwood. I have no idea what, what that means, <laughs> but I'm photographing the uh, if you heard my previous shows, I'm photographing the tree trunks using um, using this app on my iPhone that's uh, actually really producing beautiful results. I'm actually quite happy with them. Uh, and, uh, you know, I think that they're actually bound for either a book or making prints or both. I think maybe I'll make a quick book Maybe I'll send it to the uh, president of Greenwood as a sort of gift. Uh, <laughs> why would I do that? I don't know. I feel like this place has given me a lot. And so, you know, if I can give back, maybe maybe that's something uh, I could do. Show uh, <clears throat> show the uh, someone who's been here a lot what my vision is of the place. They're having a, an artist in residency application open for Greenwood 
for next year starting in uh, I think starting in January and going till September uh, and you have to uh, they give a stipend and they I think required the artist to show up in a space work in a space two times a week in Greenwood and uh, I've been really debating about filling out the application although I just don't know what I want to do that either I haven't done already or that I would want to explore more of I just don't know a lot of people are saying do it go it do fill out the artist's re residency for Greenwood because I'm showing all these pictures of Greenwood all these different things that I shoot here but to sort of coalesce that into something meaningful that would require me to you know come here twice a week for I think nine months I think it goes until September uh, I don't know I really don't know I don't you know I could see that there's no harm in doing it and trying to figure out something to say about my own work or what I'd want to do or maybe work that I'm doing already that I could expand on but I don't know I've got until September to fill it out so it's they're looking for a <laughs> They're looking for an artist in mid, um, either an emerging artist or an artist in mid-career. I like to think that I'm, as a photographer, I'm always in mid-career. <laughs> I don't see myself retiring, you know, as a photographer. I think that's going to continue going. So I think that I could, um, I, I could fit the qualifications at least for filling out the application. You know, I think that's not a problem. But. Uh, so anyway, um, what's been going on for me photographically? I don't know. A few things, maybe. Uh, this past week, uh, I t was tasked to photo uh, photograph. I was tasked to uh, teach my first intro to mobile photography class online. And that was really interesting. Uh, I've been doing an intro to digital photography uh, for a brick place that I used to work at in terms of my day-to-day -day thing but uh, I work as a st an instructor there and um, uh, so I was I created a curriculum for uh, mobile photography talking about the iPhone and uh, smartphones in general and it was a two-hour class and again it's mostly me speaking to a bunch of students I think there was 15 students uh, and showing a slideshow of things about mobile photography so you know like an intro and I thought that was interesting because it really was sort of making forcing me to sort of look and uh, how do I describe and um, get new photographers or people who want to learn photography but use their mobile phone how do I get that to be um, I don't know sort of as a platform for new photographers you know I mean everybody's got cameras on their phones everybody's walking around with a camera all the time uh, at this point and uh, what what new things could I tell them so I did draw upon some of my intro to digital photography or intro to I guess it's really an intro to photography class really what's the, the digital is kind of redundant at this point so I drew upon that in terms of talking about composition and talking about um, you know ideas about what to shoot and how to shoot and I have to you know try to consolidate all this into two hours 
and have it be meaningful. And uh, it was a first class, so it was a little rusty. Not rusty, but you know, have the, uh, I don't quite have a script. I'm going by my slides. Uh, and most of the photographs are of me or my cat or stuff that I shot in my house uh, just because I was creating the slideshow myself. I also, I did use a few pictures from Unsplash. Thank you, Unsplash, for all your free photography. Uh, very happy to use it if it was appropriate. <laughs> um, but that that class went off, uh, actually it went off pretty well. People at the end were saying how how useful it was, or at least uh, the few people who, who chimed up in the chat box uh, did say that it was useful. So that's great. I got another one in about a week or so. And uh, what's, again, what's interesting about that is to to sort of talk about photography in terms of the equipment, you know? It's like when you're doing a regular photography class, like a, my intro to photography, intro to digital photography, it's kind of equipment, you know, everybody's, you know, it's, I won't say agnostic, but, you know, I'm talking about using any kind of camera. That would probably include, you know, uh, smartphones, you know? Although I do tend to talk more about, because uh, I do talk about some of the, uh, techniques of photographing with a DSLR I told them I tell them at the beginning it doesn't quite apply to uh, smartphones but I said some of the stuff you know you're talking about composition and whatnot yeah you know that's that's uh, that that will work for smartphones but the smartphone photography class is really you know uh, ca uh, equipment and app based meaning you know I'm talking about an iPhone that's because what that's what I use is an iPhone. I don't use Android, but it, it applies to both. And then I'm talking about applications, and so it's really interesting to to, um, to try to to combine, you know, the equipment usage and, and make it generic enough so that people can, you know, apply what I'm talking about to their Android phone, to their to their iPhone, whatever it is that they want to do. Um, but it does center kind of around the equipment, how to, how to, you know, tap on the screen to focus and how to, um, how to lock exposure and, and talking about HDR and how it's built in. And so it's a bit of an instruction manual, a little bit, uh, also while trying to, to, to discuss photography and it's, uh, like how to make a good picture, how to, how to use your, your smartphone as a camera to, to create art, you know? So I thought that was, I thought that was interesting. Uh, and uh, I think I'll, I'll be tweaking the class a little, obviously, because I did it. And uh, I tend to put too many slides in because <laughs> I really want to talk about a lot of stuff, but I put a lot of stuff, a lot of information in. And uh, I think I ran over time a little bit and just didn't leave me enough time so I, I, I got to cut that down a little bit editing is always always fun but what else I've been uh, been really taught thinking about lenses lately uh, I think I talked about that I can't remember if I talked about it recently maybe I you know I talk about it every once in a while and I, I've picked up some third-party lenses uh, I picked up a uh, God, a lens baby Burnside. It was on sale. I think they were trying to uh, 
This was a little mid-pandemic time. I think they were trying to just get their sales up and going, so they had a sale on Burnside. I, I have it. My jury is still out with that lens. It's a 35. It's supposed to do some really nice background effects, but I really haven't found the uh, right circumstances to use it. Uh, I think I did... I, have to, I, might, I probably talked about it in here. I can't remember now. Um, and uh, a couple of new, actually, Fuji lenses. Um, the 35mm f2 and the 16 millimeter f2 which i just got and is on my camera right now as as we're walking around here uh the 16 again was it's more of a street photography lens for me i mean i'm looking at it out here in greenwood and like there's not a lot of there's not a lot of uh wide angle stuff i want to do out here sorry i gotta walk around and try to i don't have my mask on I'm trying to avoid people when I see them so I don't have to put my mask on. Ah, there's people left and right of me. I gotta go to the left here. Here, walk through here. So, um, the, and there's a lot of geese here. Oh, wow. This is a big formation of Canada geese just flew. You'll probably hear them. <laughs> I know, for a lot of people, Canada geese are kind of a nuisance, but I don't see that many in... in in the city all that much other than in here in greenwood so it's kind of exciting to see wildlife <laughs> um where was i i was talking about the lenses the the 16 i you know as having the field of view on a on a on a full frame of uh, 20 what is it 24 millimeter that's a nice street photography lens uh but I'm not doing as much street photography as you may have noticed. Maybe a lot of people are not doing as much street photography. I'm trying to avoid walking around in crowds lately because of, uh, you know, all sorts of things. And now I have a immune compromised family member and I, I, I really have to be careful, uh, very careful. So my, my walking around is kind of limited and, uh, so that's why here I'm in Greenwood. I can walk around here without a mask and pretty much not worry about bumping into people. So yeah, the the you know the 16 is a nice wide. You know, I, I you know it's buying stuff. You know, part partially because I'm bored, partially because I've just got this idea that I, I you know the language of lenses. You've heard me talk about that before. Me and Tom talked about it in some of our first episodes. Uh, how each lens sort of draws us in and lets us um, see the world through a slightly different point of view. And and uh, yeah, you know, that's that's part the view. Although I'm walking through here and I'm not I mean, I'm not quite seeing the other point of view yet with this lens. But you know, it doesn't matter. Something will something will show up. Um, I also pulled out a couple of lenses that I've been sort of sitting around on. Uh, one, well, I'll just talk about this one because it's, I, I bought it through uh, Kickstarter. It was a series of pinhole lenses um, from someplace called Thingify or Thingy. I, I can't remember off the top of my head. Uh, I'll try to link it in the show notes. 
but I bought these pinhole lenses, three of them. Two of them are, um, two of them are fixed focal lengths, quote unquote, fixed focal lengths. And the third one is actually a zoom, uh, a zoom pinhole lens, if you can believe that or not, from like 18 to 36 or something like that. Um, and I, I've been trying it out. I actually walked around a couple of weeks ago with that lens in Greenwood. And I wanted to see what the world of Greenwood looked like with the most, probably the most simplest of lenses that you could have. So how do you even call it a lens? There's no glass in it, really. It's just a pinhole. So I, I, I took some shots with it. I, I, one of the things I didn't bring with me was a tripod and realized how much uh, I have to handhold it because how much light doesn't get into the camera because it's a pinhole, teeny tiny pinhole. So I had to do some hand-holding long exposures. And the, 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 because it's a pinhole, the quality is kind of interesting. And, you know, I use that word interesting in that way of like, hmm, I don't know if I like it or not. <laughs> I got to think about this. But uh, the I, a couple of things right off the bat is that, first of all, it just does not, nothing's in, in sharp focus. Nothing is uh, tack sharp. It's, I guess it's not supposed to be. I mean, it's a pinhole, so what's it focusing on? So I, I thought, let me, let me walk through Greenwood with a pinhole lens and see what happens. And, and what I noticed was that first I didn't, as I looked at the pictures and after I photographed them and I looked at the back of the LCD, I, I just wasn't, I don't know, it wasn't happening. I was looking at the pictures of shooting in black and white and I don't know, they, they weren't grabbing me. But later on when I got back home and I, I threw them on my phone to process, uh, suddenly something else came up. I don't know what, it just, I looked at them slightly differently. There was that sense of time distance from the shot. And I mean, not that much because I literally just walked home and then started processing within a couple of hours. But there was something about seeing it on a larger, quote unquote, larger screen on my, own, on my phone. The pictures started to, I don't know, they started to gel into something. I couldn't quite place it, what was going on. Sorry, I'm just gonna walk into the woods here. So let's try to avoid some more people. So, uh, so for, from a technical point of view, let me go to that first. Um, the, uh, these, these pinhole lenses have, you have to do some retouching on them. There's some kind of weird anomalies that are showing up. I, I really hope they're part of the lens and not showing me that's something, something on my sensor. Cause it, you know, if you think about a pinhole, it's like a teeny tiny aperture. So the more you close the aperture down, the more 
so like if you have dust on your sensor you're gonna it's gonna show up and so pinhole lens is like a teeny tiny aperture so I'm looking at these spots and I'm wondering if this is stuff that's on my sensor that I just don't ordinarily see because I never stopped down the never stopped down the lens that far you know as much as a pinhole would be but I was starting to say well let me just ignore that I think it's part of the part of the lens and I use that word rather loosely and <laughs> it's a lens it's a pinhole lens uh mainly because I went to their website and I looked at the other sample pictures and I think I saw some of these anomalies on other pictures so I think it must be a, a, a side uh, you know side side effect of, of this lens of this technology whatever they're using so you know I brought them into into a uh, Lightroom on my phone and uh, did some slight spotting of the more annoying little dots and suddenly I'm looking at the pictures and and, and uh, you know I, they, like I said the focus is not really there but there's enough focus you know what I mean there's there's enough I'm, I'm pointing at subjects I'm not really needing to see a lot of the details I was doing some of the sculptures in Greenwood here and you know it's you get the sense of of what's going on you get a sense of the subject you get a sense of the image uh, and the pinhole obviously adds this sort of ethereal quality throughout the whole image because of its you know its lack of sharpness and I'm using a hot have to use a high ISO so there's a lot of noise uh, grain I should say you know people are coming in my direction stop coming in my direction I'm trying to be alone here <laughs> uh, and so the pictures had a second sort of life to them the lens I should say had a second life at least looking at uh looking at these shots they, they did a handful of shots and i wasn't there was one picture though this is this is the one that that really kind of i don't know it's a silhouette i'll put this in the show notes so you can see what i'm talking about but there's a shot of a, i did a silhouette of an angel uh and it's really like you can't really see that it's like a full silhouette meaning like you don't see the wings there's one wing and it's a shot of the sky on the top half bottom half has got a bit of the angel a wing and the face but you can kind of not see everything it's 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 a bit of an abstract in that sense and it really resonates with me there's something about that shot that i don't know i don't think it would work with a lens that's that's a sharp lens i think like it was a not an accident but it was a, certainly a way to look at these these objects that i'm shooting using this lens in a different way like i never thought i, I would have never thought to look at an angel or or something in this way if that makes any kind of if that makes any sense and so you know the pinhole lens and the lenses in general are are like opening up my eyes to things that I would not necessarily have noticed had I not had the lens like I don't think I would have seen that way you know and today I'm walking around with the with the lens again it's it's an overcast day today so things are a little bit flat and I did shoot some stuff with it and again on the back of the screen it's just not making it for me <laughs> But I'm taking that as a 
Well, let's just wait and see, you know? See what happens when I load them in and look at them on a slightly bigger screen and maybe tweak the contrast a little bit and stuff like that. Let's see what happens. But again, this idea that The, the, the lens is helping me see, and that is so literal, it's driving me crazy. <laughs> uh, and probably nothing new. But, you know, I don't know, I don't know, it's like the chicken and the egg kind of thing. What well, comes first, my vision, and then I buy a lens to match it? Or is the lens coming first? In this case, a lens, let's say, I mean, it could be any piece of equipment. Is the, is the lens coming first and then my vision following it? And then am I seeing something that I like? Am I, am I like, oh yeah, thanks for showing to me, you know, thanks for showing me the world this way. I would have never thought to look at it like this. And, and then I'm latching onto it. And the same thing I said a couple of shows ago when I was talking about photographing the trees using the Focus app, you know, I don't see the world at all the way the app, I mean, it, the way the app shows it, it's just not a physical possibility to show, so for me and my eyes to see shallow depth of field like that. Um, sorry, I'm out of breath a little bit because I'm climbing hills here, uh, which is good because I get my exercise. <laughs> I've walked four, 4.17 miles so far. Uh, so yeah, you know, I'm, I'm really curious about this. And, and think about it in terms of like the history of photography, going as back as far as you can with what's drawing the photographer. Is it their eye and then they're finding the, the equipment or the thing to help make their, to, uh, to um, I'm losing my words, to uh, make real their vision or is it they've got this thing that they're going to use to make pictures and, and they adjust how they see the world using this thing. I've been buying a lot of, or not a lot, but I've been buying more photo books than uh, I have been in the past and, and starting to really read them now, like really trying to read, you know. There are, there are, I have a bunch of books with, you know, essays in them about photography and so I'm reading those. I guess because I have the time and I'm not going any place. So reading about photography is uh, is good. Actually, related to, to this a little bit, I've been also binge listening to Brooks Jensen's lens work, um, his podcast and his uh, Here's a Thought video, which I'm listening to the audio part of it. These little two-minute thought pro things that he comes up with, which are really great. I also just subscribed to his... Uh, his website. I want to get the magazine and stuff. And if you haven't listened to him, uh, he's of my generation, I'm, or I should say I'm of his generation. Um, so we're in the same ballpark in age. He's a, he's a bit older than I am, but I think we come from that, the, the world of photography in a similar way. Uh, let me, sorry, there's a picture I need to take. There's something really, uh, wow, someone who was born in Spain. But this got this great. I gotta see if I can use my phone while I'm recording to take the picture. Yeah, I can. This is interesting because it's a 
it's an image of I think it's an image of Jesus and his, the face is dissolved but it looks like he's wearing a mask so I think that's really let's just take a shot here I'm using the Focos app here yeah I'm still able to record that's pretty cool so let's save this as a portrait but let's get a little closer up here actually let's just take a regular shot I'm Again, I'm using my iPhone because it's the camera. It's actually right now the, the lens uh, or field of view I need for this shot. And uh, so fun to actually come and discover something that I haven't seen before. Oh, I know what I was going to say about uh, Brooks Jensen. One of the things he talked about is... Uh, in his uh, Here's a Thought video slash podcast was uh, that he tries to do something photographic every day. And I, 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 like he says, like he'll either try to, you know, if he's not taking pictures, he'll read a book or he'll um, fix his cameras or he'll do something related to photography every day. And, um, you know, I told you I bought all these. I bought all these books. I'm reading them. Uh, generally at breakfast time, I'm reading, uh, and I, I I really like that idea that to try to do something photographic every day, whether it has something to do with cleaning your cameras or looking at a, a photography blog. Uh, I mean, I guess even reading about, you know, reading about. Uh, new equipment is is related um, because you know we're not, I'm not going out and doing as much street photography anymore, at least for the uh, foreseeable future. And uh, I want to keep creating. How to be how to be creative, and that doesn't mean I have to create every day. It does mean I like to sort of exercise my uh, my photography skills in one way or the other. Perhaps with uh, by reading about another photographer. I mean, you know, one things that one of the things I do is I try to go out on on a walk every day, um, just for some exercise, to get out of the house uh, early morning. Uh, again, it's 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 more of a it really is more of an exercise. I tend to bring my camera with me if the weather is good. Uh, if I don't, I just have my my iPhone with me. And if I see things that I want to photograph, I do I, I photograph them. You know, I, I do take the pictures uh, and I'll process them and post them. But uh, when when Brooks talks about like just trying to do something photographic every day, I think one of the things that uh, that I've recoupled in during this during this the pandemic and the lockdown is just really making sure that I keep my hands in the photography world somehow. A little bit and then you know that also means this podcast it means you know sharing my thoughts and ideas with other people and uh you know like last episode talking to dan bailey that was great because actually it's been a while since i talked to, to anybody on the podcast it's also been a while since i actually made sort of a new photographic friend or you know somebody who shares some of the same um some same origins in a way 
that I do, but it's been a while to do that, you know, been locked away and uh, not really getting the chance to be in the photographic world too much with other people and and whatnot. So I, I suggest that. I think, you know, following up on what Brooks does is a good idea. If you're into photography, really try to spend some time looking, uh, maybe buying some books and uh, or even finding some old ones. You know, he talked about he talked about a shucks, I can't remember now, but he did talk about a book that was available on uh, on Project Gutenberg, uh, an old photography book. And so I downloaded it, and it's on my it's on my iPad. To getting ready to read that as well. So keep your hands in photography. You know, I'll keep my hands in in doing the show. I think I've spoken enough to you guys now. You're hearing me pant. <laughs> but I do want to keep this going somehow. Uh, and I am keeping it going, you know. I, I'm not going to quite stick, stick to a, a schedule as much as I'd like to. But uh, I am going to try to do it as many times as I can when the thoughts occur to me. I may not make another 40 minute walk show like this, whatever this ends up turning out to be. I don't know. I have a feeling it's been talking to you for 40 minutes. But uh, yeah, I'm gonna keep them coming. I also wanna do some more. I got got a whole collective of photographers I'm part of. I gotta get those guys back on the show. So that will happen. But anyway, I hope Hope this was worth your while today to hear me out. What's going on, you know? And uh, take take some of that to heart, you know. I'm not, again, to, to sum up, I don't think I'm suggesting that you go out and buy tons of equipment or lenses just to see if the world is going to look different to you because you have new stuff. It's just the way I'm seeing it now, you know. And. Uh, I think I've been seeing like that for a little while now. So anyway, uh, until until next time, have a have a good August. Stay safe and keep uh, take care of those around you. Be well. Bye.